0: Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to You Belong Podcast. As always, I am your host, Emerson, and today I have a very special guest on the show. Um, she is a very special woman in my life and she has inspired me in so many great ways and she has encouraged me to go out of my comfort zone that I'm not normally comfortable doing and to know her is to love her. So without further ado, here is my mom.
1: Wow, what a great introduction.
0: I know. Thank you. I'm um, excited to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you. And so for the first question that I always ask all my guests is, how have you witnessed God's faithfulness in your own life?
1: Wow. Um, There is so many instances. Um, I feel like he's been faithful in... Well, with, with having both of you and Ben, our children, um, and prayers for you guys, he's been faithful in that. He's been faithful in our family life, um, in answered prayers, not answered prayers. I've just seen so much good, despite mm-hmm. going through maybe difficulties and circumstances that might not look good, but he is faithful. He's always been there, and he's provided.
0: Yes. I, I agree. Um, he has been really faithful to our family, especially when the difficult times hit and he still provides. But I know that, I don't know if a lot of people or if any of your friends know this, but you grew up Mormon. And so I kind of wanted to ask, like, how has growing up in not really a religious family, but a Mormon family, and you guys were still kind of in and out of the Mormon church, how does that really affected your faith today with the Lord, and how has the Lord's goodness kind of, you know, walked you through each step of from Mormonism to, into Christianity?
1: Okay, um, well, when I was growing up, before we were Mormon, um, we really didn't go to church. I think my dad was Episcopal, my mom, or I did get baptized or sprinkled, confirmed in the Episcopal when I was a baby. Um we really weren't a church going family. And then one day my dad came home and we had had some great family neighbors and he had said, Hey, let's try the Mormon church. And we're just like, Whoa, okay. Well, I don't even know what that is. So, um, we went and actually it was a great time in growing up within a church family because they were really awesome people. Um, we got very active in the church. Um, but I will say that, while I was active socially and, and going to church, I really never studied the, the doctrine, I guess, of Mormonism. Um, I never even read my Bible. I, no. I, I just went and I went to church, listened to talks, went on retreats, had a really awesome time. Because it was in high school and that was a great time to be connected to um, a good body of, of good people. Yeah. And so from there, um, let's see. So I went away to college, didn't go to church at all, really was kind of maybe lost probably, yes, definitely lost and came back from school and really didn't want to go back to a Mormon church, but I was kind of empty and really didn't know. So I started, um, seeking to read my Bible, but At that time, I really didn't understand the Bible or anything, and I had a friend um, that I worked with.
0: Was the Mormon Bible or like that? Just the the, regular Bible. Okay, so yeah, so I
1: kind of felt like there was um, something missing. So, um, a guy that we were that I worked with, he went to a church called Melodyland, and he invited me to go. And it was at a night when they had John Jacobs and the Power Team, and. They were, they were a crazy group of big, strong guys, big muscles, and they would tear um, phone books in half. They would take their hand and karate chop cement blocks, but all of it having to do with um, the strongness of God and yeah. how God, um, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure what their message was. All I know <laughs> is that they were on stage, but then at the very end, after um, preaching, they gave an altar call, and um, which I got up and just went right down to the altar and accepted Jesus and also, you know, rededicated my life to him. Now, I didn't really know what that meant at the time um, because afterwards, kind of after that time, there was a lot going on in my life. Um, My parents were getting divorced. Um, I was trying to live out on my own and had a hard time doing that because living in Southern California, (laughs) it was very difficult (laughs) to be in an apartment. And I just made a lot of mistakes becoming a Christian because I thought I threw away all my, um, my (laughs) CDs. (laughs) Like like, we heard at church. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to live for him, but I really didn't know exactly what that meant. So I just started getting active at church and, um, just really Learning more about him, getting more active at Melodyland Church, and then that's where I met
0: Daddy. Yes, through a friend. Yes, um, <laughs> my mom and dad met at the church. That's awesome. I love I love hearing that. How from starting from a Mormon family into the Lord's faithfulness, into converting you to Christianity, but also how you are such a strong woman of God and woman of the faith. And I'm so blessed to have you oh, as my you're mom. So sweet. But now. I know that you you volunteer with a organization called Out of Darkness, mm-hmm. which is an organization that helps women who have been sexually exploited, getting them off the streets into a better better care facility. Mm-hmm. And so, I kind of wanted to ask, how did you get started in that? How did you know that lo- that the Lord was kind of leading you in that way to volunteer with these women? Because it is such a weighty kind of um, mm-hmm. you know, it really takes a toll emotionally being. Um, volunteering with these women and just seeing what they go through. It's definitely not something to take lightly. And it is definitely an important message that people need to hear because it is an epidemic everywhere. And so I kind of just wanted to ask your perspective on it. Well, um,
1: probably, oh gosh, I'd say about maybe five years ago, um, I had been interested in, or all my life, I grew up in a family with a lot of artists and we, I had my great uncle who was an artist and my dad always took me to, um, art galleries and just had a love of art. So I had put that on the kind of back burner, I guess, um, you know, getting married, raising kids. So probably about five years ago, I started painting again, drawing, and I kind of felt like, um, you know, I was by myself in the basement and I'm like, gosh, I have to, um, I love people. I can't be <laughs> by myself doing this. And so I had asked an artist friend um, to pray for me and, and and to see where that would lead. Because I kind of felt in my heart about doing art with people. And so she said, oh, I can see you doing art with um, a group of women. And I thought, oh, you know, that's what I've been praying for. So I started kind of researching. I kind of felt like I needed to be with a group of women who were, you know, just need a little joy in their lives. because. Yes. I know that feeling. I know that feeling of being sad, lonely, broken, Mm -hmm. you know, not measuring up, whatever the case. But anyway, I started looking online and they kept popping up out of darkness. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. So I kind of researched. I'm like, wow, that's like really interesting. So I um, contacted them and just said, hey, you know, I was just wondering if you wanted to, um, if you were interested in having um, someone come down and do our projects with the women. And they contacted me back and they said, Oh, that would be great. And so I got in contact with the girl that runs the safe house and really not knowing what it was and going down, talking to her, I'm getting kind of trained, so I went to the safe house for the very first time, brought my art projects, and I had expected something totally different. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my vision (laughs) was. I really didn't know, so I got to the safe house, and I looked around at the women, and I'm like, oh my goodness, they look just like me. We all have the same um, needs of wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, Mm -hmm. and we had such a great time, and I thought, okay, that was that's where I needed to be. I needed to be doing that. So it kind of started, it kind of started as an art project. And, um, I then started kind of re- reaching, out to other ministries in Atlanta. And I kind of had three that I went to, um, out of darkness, beloved and Haven. Mm-hmm. And so from there, they were all different, different types of ministries. Some were a long-term program, some were short-term but I really just really loved it. And I loved getting to know the women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then from there, I kind of felt like I needed to do more. So I, um, started going on princess nights cause I had read about that. And that is where we go to Atlanta and give out roses and encouragement cards to women, pray for them. And, yeah. um, I kind of started doing that. And then from there, I felt like, wow, um, I want to do more, connection with the women so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i trained for hotline rescue and so that's what i'm currently doing right now
0: yeah um i like how it all started from a talent of art and then you kind of worked worked it into caring for people and so that kind of just goes to show how when the lord gives you talents like he uses them everywhere like he can use them in ways that we could have never imagined that we'd be doing and so I and I like how you said that. Going into it, it's not what you expected because these women are just like us mm-hmm. and they're in our neighborhoods too. And so I feel like a lot of people should be aware of what is going on not only in the streets of Atlanta or major cities, but also what's going on in just these smaller towns mm-hmm. and because it's everywhere and it's it's a huge, huge problem. And but I know that, you know, answering the hotlines and going on these princess nights that I've also been able to go to, which have been so awesome but also so emotional because um you can tell that these these women are they are in need and it's just it's hard to see but also how kind of how have you firsthand um witnessed the lord's faithfulness in um out of darkness and in these women going through this program and with like answering the hotline and listening to these women's stories Mm. have you kind of seen god's Faithfulness in the midst of all the darkness and um, sexual exploitation?
1: Well, um, I think some of them, like I know at Haven where I love going, those women, I see the same women each time, and it's really kind of cool to see um, how when I first meet them and then when they go to graduate, just how – not only different do they look they have a total different um attitude you know there's just this beauty that just shines through Mm -hmm. because they've been redeemed and they've been um remade you know new and it's just so funny it it, that's what really um you went to a graduation that time Mm -hmm. with me yeah and um it was just beautiful to see all the women and how glowing they were because they had found um first of all, Jesus, and then their lives were going to be changed and their lives have been changed and they worked it. And so you could see how um, prayers from probably family members, from Mm -hmm. the organization themselves and just how God um, reached down and touched them and how now it's just just amazing to see what they started out as and then how they can be changed.
0: Yeah, because you're basically with these women from, I mean you meet a lot of them from when they first come in, and then you also go to their graduation, because I know that when we went to graduation, you saw a lot of them. Yeah. And so for you to experience kind of how they were when they first started and then how they graduated from the program.
1: It's amazing to see. Now, um, you know, not everyone sticks with it. Not everyone, I don't even, I don't, you know, I can't pretend to know who – how many people stay who you know who doesn't stay who does stay yeah. um, but from the ones that i've experienced personally it's pretty cool to see the change yeah. and how um, the ones that are you know really feel like they you know they have to also want it and that's with anything you know we also all want to we all sit in our messes sometimes and we're comfortable and yeah. we don't want to get out but it's yes. the ones that that get out and persevere um, through it all those are the ones that Really, you can see it. Yeah, in them. And yeah,
0: they're, they're they're glowing. Yeah. How do you think um, volunteering without a darkness has changed you in your faith? Um,
1: well, I think being with people, women that are so not like me in is uh, meaning. They don't have a lot, and, you know, we are so blessed, mm-hmm. totally so blessed. We take
0: it for granted. We
1: take it for granted. We we live in um, a nice area. We have, you know, where you think everything should be just, like, perfect, and you yeah. think everything is just great. And then you go down and you sit with women who are talking about troubles with their kids and and losing children mm-hmm. to violence or um just different stories of how they grew up and it just like your heart just breaks for them mm-hmm. that it's almost like that's how we all need to be we all need to sit with those that um are broken and hurting and i just think it also just opens my eyes to um having compassion and empathy and just really just love just love for for yeah. people that you know and and it's also very real when you're doing an art project cuz they they are so used to being judged and shamed and mm-hmm. that they they'll let they'll just say things because they're yeah. like, you know, you people have already judged me. So yeah, this is what's, you know, going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in my faith is that I can see where God really uses that in my life to, I guess, uh, reach out to others mm-hmm. that, um, friends, you know, just knowing that that everybody is, yeah, going through stuff, yeah, that's and that true. um, and it keeps me faith that you know my faith in God is that He does get you through things, and you're gonna go through a mess, and you just remain faithful and praying, praying, and mm-hmm. and um, things will all come, yeah, together the way they're supposed to.
0: Yeah, I um, I agree with how we do take a lot of. What we have for granted when there are so many people who are just you know, they don't have really have anything but they their hope is so firm in the Lord and they're so content with just having that relationship with God and knowing that He will still be the provider and um, you know, we, we get so comfortable in this lifestyle that we kinda some some of us even think that we don't really need God because mm-hmm. we have all this materialistic items and I just wanna ask how has you know, we talked about how the Lord has changed you but also how has how have these women changed you from getting to know these women and spending time with them a lot but maybe like once a week once a month because you Um, go down
1: yeah I would go down to one of them once a month um to do art um I wish I had more time actually to do a lot more than what I'm doing I might do what I can but the um I think they they've really blessed me in that their attitudes for having nothing and from where they've gone I have not experienced even a part of what they've experienced mm-hmm. but the fact that they remain strong and um really knowing that that the Lord is is in control and you know yeah. whether they make good decisions to bad decisions whatever you know whatever their decisions are in their lifestyle they've changed me and that seeing their lives is that everybody's broken. Everybody is, is battling something and everybody needs savior to, um, rely on. Cause you mm-hmm. know, we can all rely on our own strength and our own, our own resources. Yeah. And you know, that doesn't turn out so well yeah Um, I know in my life if I've done it on my own well it's messed it up yeah so um, as long as I've had you know (laughs) so um, I think they've changed in that I it's almost like now because I've heard so many stories and I've heard so many things and I think if anybody was to ever just come up to me and say something like uh, hey my son or my daughter or is involved in this. It's almost like things don't surprise me anymore mm-hmm. that the judgment that I might have had way back when someone had said something you're like, Oh, wow, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. More you know, i like, right. You know, you have more, um, if someone was to say, Hey, can you pray for me because of, um, this or that, I might have years ago not really understanding things that I might have been like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's really bad. Where now I'm like, oh. You know, I mean, it's just the the more of the compassion, the empathy. Because Mm -hmm. now, you know, I've heard, um, you just hear stories when they talk amongst themselves or just anything. And I'm just like, wow, that is, Mm
0: -hmm. wow. And I've even gotten to experience with going down to do art with you at this at the um safe house and then going on these princess nights like despite what these women have been through they're so strong and they're still you know like they are warriors they're survivors they're they're survivors (laughs) and they also are there's they're still so fun to be around (laughs) and they're so funny like spending um just a little bit of time with these women it 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 brings so much joy into my life because they just they're so fun and I don't think, I think a lot of us, when we think of human trafficking, we kind of dehumanize these women Mm -hmm. into something they're not, and they're still, they still have personalities, they're still human, they still have these feelings, and Mm -hmm. um, just, I feel like we we need to open our eyes to that and see that this is a serious problem, but also to see that these women are still, they're still loved, and they're still, there's so much to offer Mm -hmm. to this world despite what they have been through, despite the hurt that the world has caused them. Um, But also to see the Lord is still good in the midst of it. And um, yeah, it it is awesome being able to see what God has done through this ministry and what God has done through you with volunteering in this ministry and also the women who have gone through this program.
1: Women get into it for various reasons, and it's not to be looked at as just like you know humanizing them we're all human mm-hmm. you know we all need to be loved and accepted and some some have a little harder time in life than others and some are um truly blessed and I just think that we should all and what whatever it is whether it's homeless or the poor um anything we need to have compassion and empathy that everybody it down deep inside. We all have a beating heart mm-hmm. that and wants to be... we all have a be, story. We all have a story. We all want to be loved. And I think a lot of times when you are down like that, you have no problem being vulnerable. Whereas I feel like when things are going good and you you are, you know, you do have a, a great house, you have a great job, you have car, whatever it is, that, you know, we're almost afraid letting it, I guess letting people know you know what you're struggling with mm-hmm. whereas i feel like those women they they've already been so low yeah. that they don't have um you know like i don't i don't know every story and i don't know everything that they're struggling with Mm -hmm. because I'm only with them really for a a short time. But the the stuff I have heard and the stories they have told, you know, we're all, we're all basically the same. We all, we we all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. We all want to know that our lives matter, Mm -hmm. that we have purpose and that, um, we're worthy. And that's the, that's the message with anybody. You know, you can't look down on people. You know, a lot of them, and I'm not just saying just them, but like anybody, you know, you're trying to survive.
0: Yeah.
1: They're, they're doing the best they can to survive. It might not be, or it's not, um, the best way, but you know, sometimes that's all they see. Yeah. That's all they see desperation to survive. So you're going to do things, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. and you know, if you think about in anybody's life, when you get to a desperate place, People do things yeah. that you might not think in your right mind that you would, but mm-hmm. you know they're in that that spot. So yeah. um, I think it's just breaking free of just judgment of anybody, yeah. anybody. Yes. But, I, um, judgment is so yeah, and I think it's just the,
0: the evident, but right. also not needed.
1: It's not needed because yeah. everybody is fighting a battle, and whether it's in trafficking or, you know, sexual exploitation, um, anything, even in our neighborhood area, everybody's Mm -hmm. fighting something. And if we all just said, Hey, let's, let's just stop this judginess. Let's just be open to say, Hey, I'll come alongside of you and I will pray for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, I'll pray for you. You pray for me. And leave judgment aside yeah. and just and leave and let's fight this battle let's just fight this battle together arm in arm and i you know whatever you're battling i will come alongside and pray for you yeah. um, whatever it is and and i pray that that you would do that for me you know yeah. so that's just kind of how i i try to um because of just the way god's worked in my life and what i've seen is that i really um feel like prayer mhm is the first and foremost of anything and prayer is so powerful absolutely and And you might not see it power of prayer yeah and you might not see um you might not see the fruits of that now but you know down the road you just don't you just don't know yeah and so I think it's something that you just never stop praying for people you never stop pursuing God for just anything and just never resting that you know all the answers or and i'm just speaking for myself i'm not <laughs> telling anybody that but yeah, i'm just speaking you know i don't have all the answers so yeah i just need to be faithful in prayer so everyone needs that and everybody deserves to be treated with dignity
0: but also in luke um in the bible and scripture it talks about how how can you point out the speck in your brother's eye, when you can't even see the plank in your own eye. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we all say this oh, you know, think before you speak or look at yourself before you try to judge someone else. But we're also quick still to look at someone else and say, oh no, like I'm way better than that. And we start to compare. But, um, and I'm guilty of it too. I will totally discount the plank in my eye and point out the little speck in mm-hmm. someone else's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's just interesting. But also, I just wanted to thank you for coming on and kind of letting us get a glimpse into what this program is about and also how what these women are like because we kind of I feel like as a society view them as the statistics of human trafficking and we um we don't see them for anything past that. But these women are amazing and I think they you know they are all so capable of great things but it's awesome to see you know how how god is just still moving he's still moving and he's still alive and also just to encourage people that your talents can go a long way Mm -hmm. and that you know the lord can use you in mighty mighty ways he can you know he can do immeasurably more and that verse ephesians 3 20 that it's always stuck in my head that the lord can do immeasurably more so never discount what you have or what you can do because the Lord can use that in mighty ways and he wants to use it um, and just, be open
1: yeah. open, you know like whether it be your finances your time whatever it is and you're always blessed when you give
0: mm-hmm.
1: and use
0: your yeah use your gifts yeah. we all have them yeah definitely but yeah thanks for coming on this oh show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was, it was awesome getting to talk to you. Well, thank you. And um, I loved being here. Is there one last thing you would like to say to the audience? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm putting um, you on the spot. I think one thing is that, you know, wake up every morning and know that you have a purpose. Wake mm-hmm. up every single morning and know that you have a purpose and ask God That's what okay. that purpose is for that day. Oh, It'll yeah. be different every single day. Yeah. And we all get stuck in our own little problems, but... There's a lot of people out there that need either a word of encouragement, if that's what you're to give, um, whatever it is. Just be open to what God wants you to do.
0: All righty, guys. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode with my mom. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will be back with another podcast soon. Bye, guys.